0: Good Sunday morning and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Sunday Rise. Week six of the NFL. You got the Swamp Queen Lady C, the Midnight Rider Ben, and of course me, the big guy KG. Uh, how's everybody doing this morning?
1: I'm doing good, man. Uh Slow morning, man. Behind schedule on everything. <laughs> Lady C? She the victim of the mute button. Mute button. Mute button. Defeated by it. The reigning, the <laughs> What is she doing? I don't know, but she keep putting herself on mute. I got. Uh-oh. uh uh mm.
2: okay testing uh,
1: one two testing one. one two it's, it's
2: rough. testing two two five can we hear me we're good
1: yeah we're good it,
2: it, it's it's rough today. it is a rough sunday
0: mm it's already
2: today.
0: <laughs> well it, it got just got rough my time. and that's a heartbreaker right there It also has been a rough weekend for the commanders with everything going on. Now Wentz is out four to six weeks or four to five weeks, four to six. um, Broken ring finger on his throwing hand. And the first question I had, was it legit? And the Midnight Rider said, yeah, he saw it. So I I take his word for it. Uh, Does Heineke lead us to the promised land and lead us to some wins? Um, Start with the Midnight Rider and we'll finish up with Lady C.
1: Does Heineke lead us to wins? I don't know. Um, But I know he's the answer for this segment because this is why you keep this kid or you have him in place and you don't go run into Sam Howell. Now, the kicker could be if this is disastrous four to six weeks, you never see Carson once again because then you play Howell to play out the stretch. The best-case scenario is Heineke goes 4-2. and He played well against Green Bay last year. Uh, He got another winnable game in Indianapolis. Uh, so he can put them in position to possibly be six and six, five and seven going into the last stretch of the season. And at that point, you have to really decide do you go back to Lentz or do you stay with Heineke? That becomes the bigger question to me uh, of this stretch than anything else is what happens next? Lady C. Um, I definitely think
2: Heineke should take up. A- you know, step up to the plate with this one. Um, <clears throat> you know, the kid is good. Like both of them are. I would say Wentz and Heineke are pretty much at the same playing level. Um, even though the tenure is a little different, but I would put them both at the same level. So I don't think it's going to be a big difference between Wentz at the at the helm or or Heineke at the at the helm. Um, it you know, ready to see it, but I I definitely think it it should be Heineke over how. Um, just you know, just with GP like, like Heineke, he's got this like he he's used to that pressure, so Heineke to pull this off. Um, now, you know when when Wentz is healthy again, does Heineke take that back seat? Or do we let kind of keep play a couple more to see where it goes? That would be a big game changer for you guys to explore those options.
1: Well, I think that feeds right back into what KG was talking about is I think part of the question is Carson Wentz has an incentive that if he plays 70% of the snaps. He We take our pick from being a third-round pick to a second-round pick. So do you really want to risk that in that scenario and him actually qualifying for that if you're if you're struggling or whatever? So go ahead, KG. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, that's that's absolutely right. And Lady C, you
0: said something. You said something about uh, Heineke being ready for the pressure already because he, he's done it before. And I agree because Heineke knows how to prepare. And I'm sure he prepares every week as if he's going to start. And sometimes you have to sit down and take a look back at your, your 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 situation to get a better idea of it. Now, him being thrust into the starting quarterback position, it was overwhelming. He played well, but not good enough. Almost beat Tom Brady. That's what everybody said. Well, he almost beat Tom Brady. Yeah, he did. You know, and the dude's got heart. I just need him to stay healthy. That's what I need him to do. And he looks like he's he's a very healthy guy. I just don't need him to try to do entirely too much. Because if he tries to do too much, that's when the wheels fall off. Make your plays. Do what you can. So, And if uh, Heineke plays well and Wentz is back healthy, Wentz can't lose the starting job while he's injured. You can't. I mean, that's football one-on-one. It's
1: happened. Okay. Okay.
0: But – that's football one-on-one. You're not supposed to lose your starting job because you're injured. You lose your starting job because of your play.
1: But then not- wouldn't, that, wouldn't that put it in question still then? Well. Because the last game he, he threw for 99 yards, and the game before that he threw under 150. And if you look at Wentz, his
0: statistics overall,
1: he ain't had a bad for three weeks. Huh? The first three weeks he made up, he made out like a fat cat.
0: Yeah. And the last two, it's been mediocre pedestrian at, at best. Mm-hmm. But his stat line it has not been bad at all. You know? And I said it yesterday in our chat. If you look at Wentz's stats, you would think Washington is 4-1, and 5-1 and one because of how they're moving. But they're not. They're 2-4. and four.
1: So, so it's because of the roller coaster. It's the highs and the lows. It's the
2: smiles and the cries. yeah, it, exactly. What 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 Ben's saying, like, is Wince. Like he comes out being Wince, and then he drops being Wince. Like, what the hell? Wince he came, Wince he saw.
0: <laughs> oh Lord. Uh oh, She's starting this morning. Yeah.
2: I got my coffee,
0: well, baby. Don't don't come for me. I got my coffee. Mm, mm, cool. mm. Well, we'll see how this transpires. Come next week, uh, I believe. Next week is Green Bay at home. Yep. yep. So we got Heineke, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm sure Sharon is going to take Aaron flipping Rodgers next week. Rodgers, yes. <laughs> so we'll see how that turns out. Um, Our next topic for the morning, Christian McCaffrey, C-Mac. Been talked about when trade proposed. I've heard him going to Buffalo. Uh, I've heard him going to Green Bay. I've heard him going so many different places. And I'll start with you, Lady C. Where is a good landing spot for Christian McCaffrey? And if you are that team's GM, are you giving up a first-round pick to get C-Mac?
2: First of all, no, I'm not, I'm not giving up my first round pick for C-Mac. That's a, you know, I would, I would want someone as a GM. I would want someone who's more fresh. Uh, Not to say that C-Mac is on his way out the door, but, you know, I want someone with with a fresh, that's that's more fresh, period. Uh, Where should he go? Mm, he can really fit well with with any team. Um, that's a good one. Like, I would see him. I don't know. I can't.
1: Hey, Kenji, what's that list of the five teams you had at?
2: Yeah, what's his?
0: No, I I didn't even know it was a list of five teams. I heard him going everywhere. I heard rumors of him going to no, he's, I know Buffalo he's
2: not was on 32. Like he well, 31. He's he's not hitting all all you know all of those. Like he has a list. Um you know I got like a it. short list.
1: I got it. It's What's um it's Bills, 49ers, Rams, and Broncos are the ones that have shown interest. And this is all for which report. <laughs>
2: um, I think the Broncos could really use that help because um, as much as I love Russ, he ain't doing too good out there. Uh, so I, I really think that the Broncos could, you know, he'd be a great asset with the Broncos nation. I'll have to take that.
0: Broncos country. Broncos country. Please don't have him come out the you. Broncos country.
2: Whatever. Whatever. I can twerk better than
1: Sierra. I'd him off. Let's ride. So I got him going to the Rams. I think that's going to be the best option for him. Uh, The Rams are probably going to move on from Cam Akers at some point in the next 48 to 72 hours. I mean, the man supposedly is at home, and they just told him to go stay home. So he's definitely getting traded. So you got to replace him with somebody else. If I had to go number two, I think Buffalo would be option two. Because of familiarity, because of him being in Carolina. Uh, And Sean McDermott and company are from Carolina. Maybe they'll do a Ron Rivera and bring in somebody from Carolina to get reunited and make it feel so good. Uh, The third option would be the Niners. And the only problem with the Niners is none of their running backs can stay healthy. So he would definitely be an option for them. So that's how I see it folding out right now. What about you, man?
0: Are you giving up a first-round pick for him? Because I think the price tag is going to be too high.
1: No running back's worth a first-round pick. You don't even draft. You this past year, you haven't. The last two years, you haven't drafted a running back in the first round. So why would I give up a first-round of form? At best, my guess, I'm gonna call a fourth. I'm gonna call a fourth, fourth in a conditional maybe. But running backs don't hold value like that. So no, not even. I just don't see it being a situation where I would even give a. I wouldn't give a two or three.
0: Mm. His
1: name is good. Thing.
0: Uh, yeah, you don't know where that hamstring will go. Yeah, it's <clears throat> hey, thing. I can't think of the last time you had a dominant running back that had a long career, Hall of Fame career, that was picked in the first round. Like, you know, Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, uh, Thurman Thomas, those guys come to mind, but that's 30 years ago.
1: Well, you got um, Curtis Martin, was the first rounder. Okay. He's in there. LT. Curtis my favorite Martian.
0: Um With Damian Thompson. Yep. I never call him LT cuz the real LT wore 56 and played in New York.
1: Okay. <laughs> I let you have that. Every man's got a mountain and they
0: hit one down one. Uh but you, you realize that we went from running backs being this hot commodity in the first round because you had to have the next game changing running back. You know, people used to pick running backs first overall. You know, you had your, your, your Earl Campbell's, your your Ricky Bell's. And for those that don't know about Ricky Bell, Ricky Bell was an animal before his health took over. And I don't mean on-field health. He had an autoimmune disease that that, that took his life. But he, they called him the next OJ Simpson at USC. He was that much of a beast. Um, Who else did we have? Of course, I said Emmett. Thurman Thomas, Barry Sanders. Uh, jeez. We don't have first round talent as I mean we have first round talent as running backs, but they are so I don't want to say undervalued, but they they they're just not hot commodities like they used to be. And and somebody's going to offer up a first round pick to get Christian McCaffrey if they really need him. And I I, I wouldn't. That's why I asked y'all cuz I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm not doing it. I'm not giving up a first. No, you don't. You can get this fourth. You can get this third, maybe. That's probably about high as I go.
2: Four, five.
0: We'll see. All right. We got three games to get to on the docket. First game, 1 o'clock hour, the Ravens versus the Giants. And the line for that is Ravens 5.5-point favorites over under is 45 and a half. We're gonna start with the swamp queen yet again. Give us your thoughts and your picks on this. Then we'll finish up with the Midnight Rider.
2: So got the Ravens and the Giants. Their their history is is impeccable. I love their history. Like even though um they you know meet up like every four years or so um my favorite game with them was 2001 super bowl in 2001 where they knocked them where the ravens completely demolished them 34 to 7. it's like what the um so i I know that's you know 20 years ago um and everything's changed but i'm definitely gonna i'm lamar jackson uh yeah I'm a Lamar fan, so I'm I'm gonna take him. Um take him in the Ravens or oh, the Giants. Um because I can't think of their uh their 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 running back. It, Saquon. It, Saquon, there we go. Saquon gonna just run all over. Let's just see what happens. Uh, but I'm definitely taking the Ravens in this. We're going to take the five, five and a half with them. Um, I'm actually getting about 10 more. So, definitely taking the Ravens with this one. So, uh,
1: yeah. so, I think this game has an interesting backstoryline. Uh, the Giants defensive coordinator is Wink Martindale who used to be the Ravens defensive coordinator. Uh, if you've watched this Giants team on tape or any breakdown, the Giants come out and they hit and they hit you in the mouth, um, no hose barred. So it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a dog fight. So in this scenario, I think the under would be the better scenario for this. Uh, I just don't know who's going to run the ball for Baltimore outside of Lamar. Uh, I know Dobbins is back, but he hasn't he hasn't had that big run yet, and then with the Giants you have Saquon, who's second in all purpose yards right now. Uh, he's either first or second in all purpose yards. So the Giants have been moving the ball, but they still have Daniel Jones. So my pick is the Ravens. Now I'll, I'll say they cover, so they'll get the five and a half. So it'll be a party like a twenty thirteen ball game. Oh, good old shootout. You're
2: not going under this week, Ben.
1: I did we're say sure, under. Man.
0: Good old shootout. 20 to 13, man. It's gonna come down to last play. Um, of course, I'm taking the ravens in this one. I think Lamar will get on track because he's been he's been consistent, but the team has been up and down. The games they should have won: the Miami game, the Buffalo game, those two games that the Ravens should have won. This is not gonna be a game that's left to chance. Um, they have a great coaching staff. And I think that's one thing about Baltimore and Sharon, you talked about their history. That's one thing that Baltimore has always had. They've always had great coaching staffs, you know, from Ted Montchabroda. And that was historic that he came back to coach the Ravens from uh, Broda to Billick to Harbaugh, you know, and I think ain't that the only three coaches they've had in their whole entire existence. Wow. Damn, you go from history to Super Bowl to Super Bowl. You know, I'm not saying that they the Steelers, but damn it, they in they in contention every year. So uh I'll take the, the Ravens on this one. I think they'll beat the Giants, but I think they'll beat them a little bit more handily. I'll take the over and I'll call it 28-20 Ravens. So I'm hoping Lamar really goes off because I got him in fantasy. So I'm really really selfish with that. I got him in fantasy. Next game is in the four o'clock hour. Bills versus Chiefs. Uh, the Boss BJs Bills of uh the Boss BJ's Bills versus the Chiefs, who's a thorn in their side as of right now. Uh the Bills are two and a half point favorites. Over under is 53 and a half, and all of these lines <laughs> are brought to you by FanDuel. Hey FanDuel. So uh start with the, start midnight, the midnight rider. rider. And we'll move over to the Lady C. So let's get it.
2: Ah, he got the mute button. Oh. Ah.
1: Got myself that time. So the Bills um, coming in hot. Uh, the Chiefs, though, the four touchdowns in one ball game. Travis Kelsey, have a day, young fella. Have a day. Um, Patrick Mahomes seems like he can get out of everything. Um Josh Allen and Diggs is a formidable team, and then Gabriel Davis is coming along just fine. I mean, the reason we we talked about McCaffrey on this team is just because of the run game. If they get any kind of running back, the Bills the Bills are probably one of the best teams in this league. And then if they can get some health on the defensive side, um, with all that being said, this is definitely an over game for me, and um, that minus two and a half is really sticking in my craw. Uh, I would almost want to buy it up to three and take the Chiefs in three. So that way, if it ends up being a three-point ball game, in worst-case scenario, I get a push. So that's how I would handle that situation. Lady C? Um,
2: well, you know, okay, so both these teams are 4-1, and one, I believe. Um, and this is a big AFC showdown for them uh it's one of their divisional games um it's always gonna be a big one whenever they <clears throat> whenever they go head up you got mahomes who, who, who's on my fantasy so um definitely take him what I, I like him he's a good kid like he he has the ability to sneak it in like you can see the penalties you can see stuff and they don't call it like because he he sneaks it in like even the the commentators are not are not calling it because he's he's that sneaky with it um, so he he can get away with it. Um, Travis Kelsey, you know, like you say, Ben, have your day. Um, is it, is going to see but i'm definitely going to take uh the chiefs in this one um sorry bj but i gotta i gotta take the chiefs with this because i got you know the bills they're gonna they're gonna start out strong they're gonna start out strong and then somewhere in the middle they're, they're going to start wavering which is really going to cost them it's going to be a close game most definitely um but yeah, um, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. Uh, KG, okay, what
0: you got? I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say this, and I believe this with everything in my being. What the boss BJ says it don't matter if you beat the Chiefs in the regular season, you could beat the Chiefs by 99 points in the regular season as a Bills, you know, as a Bills organization, as a Bills team. You could beat them by 99 points, don't mean nothing because when you face them in the playoffs. You need to beat them by 99 again. So this is a playoff matchup. And really and truly, it's a good game, yes. But I think it's a throwaway. I think the Bills need to figure out, okay, we didn't know everything that they do. And they need to systematically and unequivocally break this shit down out of the Chiefs. Because they got to figure out what they do best. And then when they switch and say, okay, you stop that, we got this. They need to figure that out. Because when you're going to see them again down the road. And the, the 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 bills don't run for no 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 rep, so you're gonna see them again. But I'm gonna take the bills in this one, but only by three. 34-31, bills over chiefs. I'm taking the over. Uh, I just ah, man, I just I just want a good game, you know. I, I don't want I don't want my brother blowing a gasket over this game either. So, but bills over chiefs, give me that. He got his blood pressure I hope he got it checked. Oh man, I think I I deleted my dag on banner. Uh. Uh. Now got we gotta down. come. Up. We gotta come up to uh, Cowboys the, Eagles. Yeah, which I'm calling game of the week, but uh, you know I call it the game of the week, and it seemed like everybody thinks I'm a cowboy fan. I am nothing of the sort. I do not like the Cowboys. I can't stand the team. To be
1: honest.
2: Just it just seems like that's you know, you have so much passion for the cowboys at times.
0: Okay, let let me explain something.
2: just saying,
0: hold on, let me explain something. This is what happens around here when it comes to the first eight, nine weeks of the season. I'm picking the cowboys and win every game because that's what they do. And they fall into the trap every year. September, October, maybe the first half of November, they'll win all the games they supposed to win. Like um, I was going through my Facebook memories, and I was talking to Cowboy fans. I said, see, everything that I said to you the first five, six weeks, y'all told me I was a hater. You were running around, you're beating doormats, you're looking good. And I said, you're beating doormats. These are the teams you're supposed to beat. You can't celebrate wins in teams you're supposed to beat. You say, "All right, we got the W. Walk the hell out. You go get on the bus." When you come in and you got to face the Kansas City's, you have to face the, the 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 San Francisco's, the 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 uh, the Rams. You got to face the top teams in the league, the K- uh, Kansas City's, and you don't do anything against them, or you barely put up any type of numbers. Then you say, "Well, oh, the refs cheated." You do it every year. You can you can't play doormats, get fat off doormats, and then say, Oh yeah, we them boys, we going to the Super Bowl. You're getting fat off of doormats. Now, if you got doormats all season long, okay, have at it. But if you have to play some real competition, you're not going anywhere. Every year I say the same thing. Yes, you're five and one, you're four and one, but you have not arrived yet. Today is, is Dallas's first test. And they are six-and-a-half-point favorites, I believe you got Ben? Yep. Yeah. No, the Eagles are six six six-and-a-half favorites. Okay. Eagles are six-and-a-half. 42-and-a-half is the over-under. Dallas has not arrived yet. I'm going to throw my pick out there now. The Eagles mm-hmm. will win this game running away. Cooper Rush will lose his first game. Lady C, have at it.
2: I mean, I couldn't agree more. Like, Eagles are at home. This is a this is a home game for them, so and Eagles are are what five and zero if I believe they they haven't they haven't lost yet so and you know Cooper Rush he's he's getting he's getting that big head you know because Dak is still out so the the bus is for Rush right now um, and they're really pulling for him but not. They're on the road, they, they gonna drop this one. Rush is going to get his hiney spanked this time. Um, I'm not saying it's not gonna be a it'll be a good game. I, I think I may actually glance at it in between. Um set it up on my set up on my stats to to go off in my notifications, but I already see the Eagles in this. Uh, you know, you got Ceedee Lamb for for the uh, Cowboys. He still has his hip injury, so what is he going to do? Is he is he going to play? That's a question. Uh, you got you got this child, Ezekiel Elliott. What is he going to do with his hall to top? Leave like, me a drip never... alone. Look here, I've never seen a man. Just and just so openly in a halter to top without being straight, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but you know <sighs> okay <clears throat> yes you you are gonna get that from me, and Ben, you got to come behind me, um so i'm I'm pulling for the eagles, uh everything for the eagles, um, I get Eagles. three tens.
1: So, Dan, what you got? Um, I think this is actually going to be a pretty interesting defensive ball game. And I say that from the standpoint of when you watch the Cowboys, Donovan Wilson, Micah Parsons, DeMarcus Lawrence all jump out at you. Every time, every film breakdown I've seen Baldy do, every time I've watched the game, those three guys flash. And on the other side for the Eagles, uh, the big monster in the middle, Jordan Davis is starting to wreck shop. Uh, you got the corner slaying company. And then their linebacker core is better, but it's just – I think Dallas has the advantage at linebacker, but they have the advantage in the secondary. And I might be saying that wrong. It might be even in the secondary when I start thinking about it. But Dan Quinn has done an amazing thing and has made this Dallas defense very fast. They're fast everywhere, and their dogs get into the football. The Eagles, they're fast everywhere. Like, this is one of those matchups where if you can get your run game going downhill and punch people in the mouth with the run game, oh, God, I sound like KG. Um, but if you can go run it downhill with either Pollitt or Miles Sanders, I think that's going to be the difference maker in this ball game. Um, so with that being said, I'm taking the Eagles. And I'm going to take the over. I think we're going to get in that 24, 28-24 um, range, um, maybe 30-24, something like that, to make it make it a nice, good ball game. But you're going to see a lot of bodies flying. You're going to see a lot of um, plays being made because these two teams are probably the better two teams in the division right now. The better
2: two teams in the league, actually, I I, I think. No. um nah. I, I would have to say like I mean stat-wise, recognized, like they're the better two teams. Um, and I don't totally despise love-hate relationship cowboys like Kevin does. Um, but I will say I, I appreciate you know the consistency of Rush. Like he's definitely not that either Dak is going to be there in the first half or he's going to be there in the second half, like rushes there the entire game. Like, so I, I can appreciate that, that consistency with, with the Cowboys, but yeah, still taking the Eagles in this.
0: See, Ben, you said something and I I said, you know, the Cowboys got a, a porous offensive line and you got Jordan Davis. Like, I think this is going to be his big coming out part. Like, everybody going to know, damn, that's Jordan Davis. This is going to be it. Uh, Michael Parsons is still MPP. Michael Parsons' problem. That's what I call him. And I like to do. I like, like Michael Parsons. After watching him on Hard Knocks, and Dan Quinn was like, all right, you done for tonight? He was like, done? Can I go back in, coach? He was like, man, I, I'm, I'm ready to play. You gotta save the dude from himself, but that motor, I love that. Like, I was like, okay, this is my guy right here. And, you know, much respect to him. I I hate the star and I hate that toilet bowl of a stadium. And y'all know my whole, my mission in life is to be able to go down there and cop a watery squat right on the middle of that star. I would love to. That's how much I hate the Cowboys, so. But,
2: okay, so sideline junkies need to start a GoFundMe to get your retard behind out of jail now?
0: Nah. Let me stay in jail. because I'm I'm, I'm going to make them give me some Dallas Cowboy toilet paper. I'm going to need a lot of fiber that week. But anyway.
2: So much love for this
0: team. I don't. Th- the thing is, I got respect for them, but I don't love them. I don't, and the fan base is even worse. It's only maybe one or two, and that's my wife and sideline. Uh, one of our other sideline junkies, Gary. They're the only ones that make sense. Most of the rest of them don't make sense. They win one game. we going to the Super Bowl. You ain't sniffed the Super Bowl in almost 27 years. Where you going? Where you going? Off of one game. You can't even get out of the division, but you're going to Super Bowl. So... And I, you, you said something about them being, you know, the Eagles and the Cowboys being two of the top team. And in I, the division, I think uh, I wanted to say that I, I want to see if the Giants are fools go. Today will show me if the Giants are fools go or are they real? That's what I want to see.
1: I want to see the Giants what they're supposed to do. You beat the team that you're supposed to beat. And if you have the right schedule. Sometimes just the way the schedules laid out, you end up winning eight or nine ball games by accident, and that's what they're on pace to do. They're on pace to win about eight or nine ball games, just because. Oops, we beat Tennessee. You, you beat three other teams, and them now going down the stretch. You still got Jacksonville. You still got the Commanders. You still got other teams that are in the way that, that you can. You probably can be favorite when you play
0: them. And what's crazy? I thought about. It. I said, "What if the Commanders win the rest of their division games?" Just. Off a GP, what if they just win the rest of the division games? And it puts them in contention. So just winning the rest of the division games, that's just six and four right there. And, you know, it comes down to two out of the four teams in NFC East battling for a playoff spot come the last weekend. And we played Dallas the last weekend. And let's say Dallas is number one. And we got a chance to knock them out of the playoffs. I would, I would love like nothing else to spoil Dallas's uh, uh, off season by knocking them out of the playoffs. And I mean knocking them out real good. I'm talking about knocking them out like forty two to six.
2: Honestly, if it comes down to it, you know, if if Dak is back, you know, I would even take. I would even let. Um, How? Wentz can sit out. <laughs> Wentz can sit out. Heineken can
0: sit out. Hal can take over and knock Dak off. Man. At that that's present point, you know, that's the uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's the Sonny Jerkson uh Jersey retirement. His numbers being retired that 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 weekend. And I'll suit up Sonny and have him dark in the sky with 40 yard balls all day long. Because nobody threw a better deep ball than Sonny at that time. So, you know, I would have Sonny throwing everything deep. So um we got any final thoughts before we get up out of here. Damn, we did this in record time. Shoot, we on fire this morning. Let's hope it's a good day of football.
1: Uh, last minute news is looks like T Higgins, wide receiver for the Bengals, is active. Chris Olave for the Saints is inactive with his concussion. And Kyle Pitts is active. But if you own him in fantasy, you might you probably already dropped him. So, but that's the the guys that are on the bubble right now that they show. Um, that are active and inactive this week.
0: Okay. Uh, it's 1141 Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you get those fantasy lineups together. Find out who's active, who's not active. Watch your pregame shows. Thank you for joining us. Um, I think that's all we got. All so. We got. so. You don't want to talk uh, about your Yankees? Talk about which game? Your Yankees. No, I do not. I do oh, okay not. I don't want to talk about that at all. It's different with a Yankee loss. Like I don't care any Yankee loss. I'm bitter for a couple of days afterwards. Cause I'm like, yeah, we could, especially a game that we should have won. This is a best of five. You can't play around. I'm not used to this. I'm used to uh, uh, going in and, and, and handling business because the ALDS and the ALCS is just a formality. I'm not worried about that because I know we're gonna win that. I'm, it's just a formality. That's how I'm used to feeling. Because I'm used to walking into the World Series. Damn, feels good to be back. Let's take care of business.
1: And winning the championship. So. Well, I mean, you got one plus out of it. Uh Chapman Chapman then blow a save to get y'all eliminated.
0: Well, that's true. And then uh I heard something the other day, dude said that uh who's the most o- overrated player in sports? And he said Derek Jeter. I said, man, if I was near dude right now, I think I'd have lost my job. Don't you ever in your life talk bad about Derrick Sanderson Jeter from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Ever. Ever. One of the best clutch players of all time. Don't ever talk bad about him. That's, That's fighting words to me. We got to knuckle up. So. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'll be knocking on your door soon enough. <laughs> but we're we going to get up out of here. Let's go have some breakfast. Enjoy the morning. Until next time. What, what was that? You making ben, breakfast? What you making?
2: No, Ben Ben's cooking. I heard Ben say he was cooking.
0: I heard you say you were cooking.
2: Uh, my kitchen broke.
0: mm. I ain't even got my kitchen on me right now. That's that sound like to me. I ain't even got my kitchen on me right now.
2: Dan, <laughs> <Ben>, you up. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I got you. <laughs> See you at the um, bar?
0: Hey, bet. Man, we're going to have some peanut butter pancakes. Let's leave it alone. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, though. That sounds pretty good. Even though I want some French toast, some peanut butter pancakes don't seem bad. Okay, let's get about it. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here.